this GEG Global event. We'll be getting started shortly. In the meantime, head over to the chat section and connect with other educators by introducing yourself. Share where you're from, what you do in education, and even your Twitter handle. And if you have any questions right away, go ahead and ask them there. And don't forget to click the subscribe button so you receive updates on any GEG Global events. Stay tuned. We'll get started shortly. Hi, welcome to the relaunch of GEG Nevada. I am so excited to be here. I'm Dana Cooney, the leader of GEG Nevada. I'm also a leader of GEG Global, and we are so thrilled to finally relaunch. Now you're probably wondering why is this a relaunch and not just a launch? So Joanne, would you like to talk about that? Sure, welcome everybody. So way back in 2014, when I got started with Google, we did have a small community here in Vegas and I was asked to help with leading it. And so we were on Google Plus and then when that went away, so did our GEG group. So it was just me tweeting every now and then, but we had lost our community in place to share and collaborate together until GEG Global came along and Dana's a part of that. And so she became a part of that awesome group of educators. She reached out to me with all of her energy, ideas, and enthusiasm to get our GEG Nevada group back up and running. So here we are today, relaunching with all of you. And I bet there's a few people who don't even know what a GEG is, so we're gonna get to that in a little bit. But let's go ahead and head to the next slide. Peely's our stage manager, she's in the background. She'll be introduced in a little bit, but um, we have a bit.ly here. Um, I'm gonna give away stickers until I run out. So I will fill out those cards and get those stickers out to you. Oh, I should go get a sticker, one second. While she's doing that, on our slide, there is a bit lead to this slide as well. So you guys will have an opportunity. You can reach out to um, share with us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Woo, be one of those first people to get a sticker, love them. Now, if you don't, or everyone gets a sticker that signs up until I run out. But also, we're giving away two $25 Amazon gift cards. You do have to be present, and we are spinning the wheel at the end. Um, we can thank Stacy from GEG so SoCal because she gave us that idea. So thank you, Stacy. You'll need her in a few minutes, too. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and go to the Jamboard. Peely, next slide, please. So most of you guys have done a Jamboard before, but we want to get to know you a little bit more. Now, we are having a monthly meeting coming up, which will get to know you even more, but we just want to do a quick overview right now. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Now, this is a Jamboard, for those of you who haven't seen one of these before. It's a great annotation tool, and what we're going to do is you can use a pen tool or an eraser or a pointer, but we're going to use sticky notes. So if everybody could go ahead, do we have the bit.ly in the chat? Did we get that going? I'm sure Stacy can handle that. Stacy's gonna put the bit.ly in the chat to the Jamboard and then go ahead and grab a sticky. And the first question is, is who are you and where do you work? And you stick that answer on that sticky and hit save and it'll come on here and you can move it around. So again, the sticky is right over here. Type who you are and where you work and then paste it on the board. Now I've got two more slides after this. So you come up here to this arrow. And the second question is, what tech tool will make this fall better? Because we're all going back to school. Um, if you're in Nevada, you're mostly going back virtual. 
And then the third one's going to be, what is one tech tool you would like to know more about? So again, we got a Jamboard with three slides. So I want you to take a sticky, move it around. Uh, we're going to come back to this later. So you guys have plenty of time to fill that out. And you can listen to us while we're doing that. So Peely, you can go ahead and share the slide deck back. Or I can do it too, I suppose. So you guys work on those on that Jamboard. And we're going to go ahead and... Uh, go to the next slide. We were so thrilled. Meiju, who's in charge of the GEGs of North America, gave us a video. She couldn't be here tonight because she had plans, but she gave us a video. So um, Peely, that one's actually in the brand. So if you want to put that video up for us and we can watch that. Hi, everyone who's a part of GEG Nevada relaunch. Uh, I am so excited to be here today while here in the recording to welcome you guys and to thank you all for all that you do. Um, Dana, huge shout out to you for just relaunching this and leading it and creating a community for everyone to come together and to share resources and best practices and just to connect and, you know, be each other's support. So thank you so much. Um, I'm really sorry that I can't make it there this evening. Um, I have dinner commitments with my husband and my one-year-old, but I just wanted to really just pop in and say hi and just show how much I appreciate everything that you guys are doing collectively. Um, hope your event runs really smoothly for the next hour. And if there's anything, feel free to reach out to me. And uh, if I didn't mention this earlier, my name is May, for those of you who may not know me, and I am our trainer and GEG program owner here at Google for Education. So yeah, hope you guys have such a great time, have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Oh, everyone who knows May loves her. I appreciate her so much. She really helps us do all this stuff that we can do. So our next slide, we're actually going to talk about what a GEG actually is. So me and Joanne are going to go off the screen and I'm going to invite some of the global members. I'm going to have Peely, Stacy, and Jared come on and talk about what is a GEG and why are we even doing this? So let's grab Peely and Stacy, and we're going to grab Jared and uh, we're going to go ahead and go off the screen. We are so glad you made it, Jared. We were like frantically sending you the StreamYard link on all the Twitter DMs. It's like, oh, Jared. That was totally my fault, by the way. I was worried I missed something. I was like, I'm missing an email. I miss a message. Like, I'm going through all my stuff. We're all good. We're all good. Have you saw all the fire that, may, that uh, Dana had? She's like, got it down. She's like, oh, that was one. <laughs> Okay, so let's start talking about what is a GEG. A GEG by its uh, letters is an acronym for Google Educator Group, and they are all over the world. So we are part of uh, different GEGs. I'm the leader of GEG Nuevo León. Stacy? Yes, and I, a nice thank you, Peely, for that wonderful introduction. My name my name is Stacy Klein, and I'm from the GEG Southern California. We're a new group. And um, Jared? Uh, I'm Jared Johnson, and I'm the leader of GEG South Carolina that also went through a recent relaunch. Yeah, mine hasn't even been launched yet. It's so new. So we're all uh, educators, and uh, that we are so passionate about um, 
technology and in the education field and we like to share and we like to inspire others and we like to be empowered by everybody present in that group so this is why we do it right yeah that's right yeah this, it, this has been a magical experience it, because of meeting the people in um, global geg started by our six incredible founders and you know, uh, May is the one that told us all about uh, Global GEG, and I, I went to one meeting in May, uh, the month of May, and was sucked in and went, oh my gosh, this has been one wild ride ever since. And then I got to meet my incredible co-founders and co-leaders, uh, the amazing Tech with Becky, Becky Colling, and the amazing uh, Karen uh, Lagola, and um, and we had our launch in July, and, and we've just been running a mile a minute. <laughs> yeah. My GEG uh, journey started started with Luis. Luis was telling me about it at our innovator yeah. cohort. And I was like, oh, that sounds nice. Mm -hmm. And then just come to find out, I happened to be launching the same time he and the founders were launching Global GEG. So it all kind of fell together. Yeah. Luis is actually the one who nominated me so I could form the GEG. I got interested in forming one. I realized there was no one, uh, no GEG close to where I live in my state mm -hmm. or in my city. And so he's the one that actually helped me out to nominate. That's how I got involved with Global GEG. Yay. So and congratulations. Peely uh, is now a new VIA20 cohort of Google Certified Innovators. Woo! We'll be talking about innovators in a little bit too. So yeah. So who can join a GEG? Anybody who's a teacher who would like to uh, who would like to learn more and share what they know. That's basically the only requirement. You don't have to have any sort of Google certifications because you can get them along the way. Mm -hmm. If you have them, that's great. But if you don't, don't worry. You can um, help people to get uh, to know more tools that you use, or you can learn from others. And this is why we do it, right? So you guys, it, like to join GEG Nevada, do people have to live in Nevada? Mm -hmm. No, not really. Nope. And actually, that's that's kind of one of the rules. We're not allowed to 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 kick anybody out for location purposes, or we have to <laughs> welcome everybody who wants to be part of the group. And I love that. You know, well, everybody I, does something a little different, and so it's really neat to be able to join different GEGs and then be a part of that community and to see what what they're doing in different states. I know it's benefited me and, and a lot of people in my South Carolina GEG as well. And the other cool thing is uh, as Google certified trainers, um, uh, Google does support us and, and promotes us as professionals and we can become independent contractors to train, but the Google educator group is your free community forever. And mm -hmm. so any, it's teachers giving teachers. It's the best of the best. It is. Well, we, we can organize also a session to learn uh, stuff from each other, like this one, right? And like you said, it's free, all free, all the time. Well, a GEG, anybody can join, but there's also some certifications you can get. So we're going to keep Jared on the screen, but I'm going to bring up a couple a couple leaders from GEG Nevada, and we're going to start talking about the different certifications there are. So we're going to welcome... Lorenda, and we're going to welcome Heather, and we'll see Stacy and Peely in a little bit. Bye, bye. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Can you hear Hi. me? Can everybody hear me? 
Okay, great. Okay, hi everyone. My name is Lorinda Norman, and I'm here to talk to you about the Google Certified Educator certifications that Google offers to all educators. So there are five certifications. Sorry, that uh, you can obtain through Google um, on their Teacher Training Center. I'm going to talk about the first two, which is Google Certified Educator Level One and Two. Um, the Level One certification it demonstrates your abilities. Um, to use Google tools in the classroom. So for example, um, just using the basics of all of the G Suite. Um, there is a teacher center, and when you get this bit.ly for this presentation, the uh, where it says certified educator, it links out to that. Or you could just type in teachercenter.withgoogle.com and it could take you there. Um, but they provide all the fundamental training that you would need to be successful in order to take the exam. So for level one, there are 13 units that you could go through to learn everything, the training modules. And when you take the exam, it's multiple choice, pretty simple, and then it's based on performance tasks. So they may ask you to create a, um, a folder in your Google Drive or to create a simple test on Google Forms, but pretty easy. The level one exam costs $10 and you have 180 minutes to complete it. So you can't pause, you can walk away, but you have 180 minutes. Um, you may already, depending on your level, you may be comfortable with that right now and think, you know what, I'm just gonna go take it, it's only $10. If you don't pass the first time, because maybe you just wanna see how it's laid out, um, you have to wait three days and you can take it again. And if you fail, then I think it's a week. And then I think 30 days. But most hey, of you get it on the first try. Yeah, Heather. Hey, um, so do we have to pay for it again if we fail it? Or do we just want to Yes, you do. Yep. Each time you would have to pay for it. But at 10 bucks, if you were just super curious and wanted to see, hey, wonder, I got some mad skills. I think I can do it. You can go ahead and give it a try. Um, the level two certification, this shows that you're super enthusiastic about Google, um, like all of us inside of this group. You've kicked up your skills a little bit and you really get it. So you're the envy of all your friends and everybody at school is asking you for help. Um, in that one, the modules, there are 11 modules to go through if you want to see what they're gonna ask you. And the exam consists of multiple choice, um, drag and drop, and then performance-based scenarios again. Now, the level two exam costs $25, so I would probably study for that one a little more. And so $25, and again, it's 180 minutes long is what you have. Um, once you have your certifications, they are good for three years. After three years, there is a recertification process, but they'll let you know all that information, and it's also on the web page for you to check that out. Um, so once you get certified, you get some new skills, you get a badge on your resume, you can put it in your signature box. We know when we see that in a signature box for like Mel, we're like, oh, I'm amongst my people. <laughs> and so it makes you feel really good. Um, so now my uh, little nerdy friend, Heather, is gonna talk about becoming a Google certified trainer. Thank you, Lorenda. I appreciate the compliment of being one of your <laughs> friends. What Lorenda didn't tell you guys is she's so talented while she's doing this presentation. She's also helping land planes at our local airport. So good job, Lorenda. Thank uh, you. Multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if we can go to the next slide, please. My name is Heather Nail, and I am a Google Certified Trainer. I've been one since 2015, 
And I love the community of trainers that I get to collaborate with and learn from on a daily, if not hourly basis. There's so much information that you get from this and it just really helps up my game as a Google user and a Google trainer. So at the bottom of this slide, I have the link to the teacher center where you can find out information about becoming a trainer, but I'm gonna go over it with you um, a little bit just like Lorenda did. So the first thing you do when you're going to become a trainer is there's actually a trainer course. Um, there's different modules that you go through. Google says they take about six to eight hours to complete. Um, and I think that would just depend on the amount of time you spend going through them. Once you're done with the modules, um, you'll go ahead and take an assessment. And it's 25 questions, multiple choice, and matching. After you pass that assessment, or even if you don't, you can come back to it later, like Lorenda was saying, you need to be level one and level two certified. So it's a really good path to do what Lorenda said, start with your level one, then your level two, get some trainings under your belt, and then become a trainer. Because part of your application is that you do have to link to five trainings that you've done, including the materials for those trainings and feedback. So it's a really good idea if you're thinking about this now to make sure that you have that feedback component built into your trainings, somewhere that you can gather that feedback so that you can help um, put it in for your application. Um, and then part of what they do based on your five, five trainings that you submit is that you pick one of them to do a case study from. And that's just answering some short questions about that specific training. Finally, you're going to do a trainer video. This is a three minute video. They really like you in the beginning to really introduce yourself and talk about why you wanna be a trainer. And then what they want you to focus on is an innovative way to use a Google product in a classroom or in education. Then once you, you wait, you wait, you wait, and you anxiously, and then one day you get that email and you get your trainer badge and you're so excited, you shout it out on Twitter, you add it to your email like Lorenda said. Um, after that, every year you have to renew your trainer status. Um, there's no fee involved with that. You have to go in and log that you've done at least 12 coaching, 12 training, I should say, sessions within that year. Um, and those can be virtual or they can be face-to-face -face, or they can be a combination. Um, you have to add at least one resource. We have a community bank, sort of, you could say, of resources. You have to add at least one new resource to that. Um, and then you do take another assessment. So they will send you um, information about all of the Google updates that have had happened over that year, which as a trainer and even as a level one or level two, you would be aware of most of them. You would know that most of them have come out. You take a quick, it's about a 10 question assessment, and then you wait and wait and wait and you are renewed for another year. So I really hope to see some of you join our trainer group this year and just learn from us and learn with us. It's so exciting. So thank you so much. Oh, and now for Tara. All right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, well, hello, everybody. My name is uh, Jared Johnson, and I'm going to talk to you about Google's new um, Google for Education certified coaching um, model uh, certi cert certification. Certification. I can't talk tonight. It's nine o'clock my time. Um, so, if I'm going to, I'm going to kind of do a sales pitch here. Are you an instructional coach or technology coach? 
Are you looking for a flexible but structured coaching model? Then the Google for Education Certified Coaching Model is for you. Um, and that's right. So the Google Certified Coaching Program, if you're a coach. So I have lived and breathed this program for the last three years. So I'm one of the first people certified in this program. And it's ISTE certified, which is fantastic. But it really can have an impact. So if you're a coach, and if you're a coach, you probably already know this. But 99% of instructional practices that are implemented um, and implemented successfully are done through one-to-one -one coaching. So what the Google Certified Coaching Program does for you is it provides a model, the five-step model, where you work with a teacher and you determine what their challenges are in the classroom. And then you work through those challenges by finding solutions for that and then implementing them in the classroom and then debriefing at the end. And the cycle kind of goes around. Sometimes you can have um, numerous challenges and numerous solutions um, during a coaching cycle. It just kind of depends on the teacher. But it is a five-step model that, again, lets you, lets you work with a teacher to figure out what their challenges are. So how do you get to become a Google for Education certified coach? Well, what you have to do is you have to complete the curriculum. So in the teacher center um, where the Google level one and level two live and trainer and innovator, where the, all those are is also the Google certified coaching curriculum. And what you want to do is go through the curriculum and go through it slowly. This It's not a race. It's all about the journey and at the end of the journey. Now, if you really want to get a head start, you want to get through maybe the first three modules of it before uh, the start of school. But really, it's again, it's all about the journey. So please don't be in a rush to get it done. So what you're going to do is you're going to complete the curriculum and then you're going to take a skills assessment test. And you have to have level one and level two also with this. So make sure you have that done. But you're going to take a skills assessment and then you're going to complete one to two coaching cycles. And one to two coaching cycles can last five to eight weeks. So really, if you're starting a coaching cycle, say in August or September, it might take you into January to complete them. And during that coaching cycle, you're collecting data, you're getting everything that you need for your portfolio. Because the next step is to complete a portfolio that includes a short video about yourself a reference letter from an administrator that shows the that can talk about the impact your coaching has had um, with the teachers. And then you submit the application and then hopefully you get, um, get an email saying that you have been accepted, but if you didn't, that's okay. They will provide you feedback on what to fix. And then that way you can resubmit again later. But let me tell you, it's an amazing program. Like I said, I've, I've lived and breathed it through the pilot program known as the Dynamic Learning Project for three years. I have seen where my teachers have started to where they are at now. And where they're at now is they demand coaching. Uh, they want to be coached. They're hungry for it. And that's really cool to see from three years ago where I was the person that plugged in their printer. So it's a great program. And I really recommend that everybody go and uh you're a coach, go and give it a try. All right, I think it's my turn now. Um, I'm going to talk to you guys about uh, Google Certified Innovators. My name is Christia Osborne Preston. I am a humanities technology teacher, um, grades K through five here 
in Nevada and Roundy Elementary. I um, love talking about Innovator. It is something that profoundly changed me as a professional, but also personally. And it has really set me on a trajectory that I could not have imagined for myself. So that's why I love talking about it. Um, so what is the Google Innovator program? Well, it's a program that recognizes and supports educators from all over the world who use technology um, to solve meaningful challenges. Um, there, in the last 13 years of the program, there are, are a little over 2,000 innovators throughout the world. Um, when you apply to be an innovator and if you're accepted to a cohort, um, you will attend uh, the Innovator Academy, which is typically a three-day um, academy where you're with a cohort of other innovators. You have the support of coaches and trainers and Googlers. Um, as you learn about the design process, the design thinking process, you learn about advocacy, you start to dive into your challenge a bit more and start thinking about possible solutions for your challenge. Once that three-day whirlwind is over, um, you still have the support of the program at, in the form of a mentor for the next year as you're working on your project. So your mentor is another innovator who's been maybe been through the same thing that will really help guide you and help you um, navigate launching your innovator project. Um, you come out of it with this real innovation mindset. And so you'll continue in the innovator community with ongoing work um, around innovation. So what are the requirements? How do you become an innovator? So uh, just like all the others that level one and level two are required. So if anyone's thinking about jumping into any of these, that's where you start. I would get that done as soon as you're ready. You also need to have a challenge in education that you're passionate about, not a solution, just just your challenge. What is something that you need solved? Uh, for me, uh, my challenge uh, revolved around family engagement. You'll um, fill out the application and create a 90 second video that introduces you, talks about why you're googly, and really shows your challenge and shows your passion for that challenge. Um, I have to say, more, the majority of people do not get into, are not chosen as innovators on their first try. For me, it was twice. But the difference between the first and the second time was the first time I didn't seek out any support. But the second time I found out there was so much support out there for me. Google uh, for Education will actually have webinars for you that you can join monthly. You'll be talking with actual innovators who can give you um, advice and ideas for your project and really help you uh, show yourself to shine. Um, so definitely that is something to, um, to think about if you decide to become an innovator. Really reach out to people in that innovator community. We are always happy to help. So I was accepted to um, the Sydney Australia cohort from last year, 2019. I got to travel uh, to the Google offices in Sydney um, and I was there for three days for my training. Um, I did have to pay for my own 
for my own travel. So keep that in mind if you're applying for Innovator and you are going to an academy at a, a Google offices somewhere, you do have to pay yourself. And no, I don't work for Google. That's, I, that's the other question I get all the time. Do you work for Google? No, I don't. Uh, it was just really the best professional development that I've ever had that has really just reframed me. So what my challenge was in education was um, reframing family engagement to be relevant, social, and interactive. So if you're interested, um, my Innovator project can be found at, um, I have a website where I've curated innovative um, family engagement resources for you. That's called Family to School. That's two as in the number two, all one word, familytoschool.com. So head over there and check it out. I also created a, a school communication app that I uh, created in Glide, um, and it's there as well. It's called School HQ, so check it out if, if you're interested. Now, typically, you go to Google offices somewhere in the world and and do your training, and it's really cool because you get to do, see, you, you get a tour, and you get to talk to people um, who work at Google. We actually, in Sydney, um, they do a lot of work with Google Earth there, so we got to see the trekkers, the people who walk around and, and have the satellite, get the satellite images. We saw the car. Um, and yes, they do have nap pods there. I have a picture in one. Um, but this year's a little different. Um, with COVID-19, Google had to sort of take, and the Google uh, Certified Innovator Program had to sort of take a page out of their own book and do a pivot. So the entire um, academy and the whole program is going to be virtual this year. As Pilar said, she's going to be part of that. So now the training is going to be not three days, but three months. You still have your coach, your mentor, you still have all the support, but it's going to be virtual. So if you want to follow along with that and see how that changed everything. If you go to the hashtag VIA20, that's for Virtual Innovator Academy 20, you can follow along and, and, and see how, how their innovator experience is different, um, but still gonna be great, I know. Um, also, if you wanna look just at the innovator um, uh, community in general, you, follow, you look for that hashtag Google EI and you'll find innovators there. The Innovator community is such a supportive community of educators and really people I call my friends now. Um, we have a passion for making education better, and so we do that together. I always say that um, going to the Becoming a Google Innovator did not start a fire within me. Rather, it stoked a flame that was already there. So if you're ready to transform yourself and stoke that flame, you should consider applying for the Google Innovator program. Mimi, do you have anything um, to add for your your yeah, Innovator would, program? What, yes. what cohort are you in? Me? Yeah, me. Okay, All right. Yeah. So um, thank you, Christia. Um, my name is Mimi Laughlin, and uh, I'm originally from Japan. I have lived in Carson City for 18 years. I'm the uh, instructional coach at Bodwick Bray Elementary School, Carson City. And um, <laughs> I graduated from the uh, Google Innovator Academy Tokyo last year, last summer. And just like Christia was talking, it was a life-changing experience. And my T-shirt, I got this T-shirt um, from the Academy. And I just, of course, this is my favorite, right? And yeah. uh, um, please go for it. I mean, if you have level one and level two, um, I do want to take my uh, certified trainer because I haven't got that yet. And when I was listening to Heather's, you know, 
talk, I was like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> and uh, so, um, but but it, it's life changing, and you are going to just grow with so many wonderful educators. And we together we are going to change that the face of the education. So, but um, I just want to say thank you to everybody for being here and sharing your energy. I mean, even if it's virtual, I feel it. So thank you. Awesome. I guess I'm up. Yeah, Scott, it's you. All Yay. right, let's mix it up a little bit. Get those devices out. Uh, let's kind of uh, get up. We can't really get up and dance, but we can just kind of get a little interactive here. Um, if you have a device on you, any device will work. It doesn't really matter. If you go to whiteboard.fi and you can either type in the room code uh, or if you guys go ahead and switch to the next slide, you can even scan the QR code that's on this next slide. While you're logging in, I'll just tell you a little bit about this amazing app. If you're new to engaging students, if you have young students, or if you just ran out of time to try to preload all the great, cool, engaging apps that you took eight hours this summer trying to learn, if you don't have that time, this is the app for you. This is a very simple um, <clears throat> a formative assessment app, no setup time, no learning curve for teachers or students. You guys are already in. It's amazing. Keep it simple. You'll love it. It's very easy to do. I'm going to go ahead. If you um, uh, push out my um, my screen, there you go. So you guys are already in. Uh, you can see that this is my class. There's only two parts: my whiteboard, which is right here, and my class. That's it. The nice thing about the whiteboard is that these students can't see each other. And if I wanted to show everybody these students, I would simply hide the names. I'm not going to hide the names right now. We'll have a little fun here. Go ahead and say hi to the everybody. Uh, play around with your little app. doesn't matter which. What I love about this, very simple. It doesn't collect any data. There's no preloading of materials. Um, uh, very private. Once you close the class, it's closed for good. Um, uh, there is some very simple, I'll show you right now, there's some very, very simple uh, annotation tools, including a couple of uh, equation things and geometric shapes, things like that. But I'll show you, we'll have a little bit of fun right now. I'll show you the kind of the easiest, fastest way to use this. I'm going to go to, one of the things you can do is you can simply open up one specific person and you can erase that whiteboard or if perhaps um, Christine was not being middle school appropriate. Uh, I could go ahead and kick that student out, but I'm not going to right now, but I am going to erase everybody's whiteboard. Now you can clear your whiteboard or I can clear your whiteboards for you. So there's two basic easels. Uh, one was really kind of a little bit uh, easier for um, doing some really basic. Now what's nice about this, a lot of teachers don't have, um, may not have, um, the stylus or the touch screen. So I just decided I'm gonna do this with my mouse. If you had to do a little bit of um, uh, kind of work, you know, you could uh, with your kids or add some really basic shapes or geometric sh shapes. Here's a little uh, triangle shape here. But again, this is not my favorite part. And then you can just go ahead and clear this. But my favorite part is if you take off this simple mode 
My favorite part is simply going to these insert an image. So if you have gone ahead and just dropped some JPEGs into a file on your desktop, uh, you can go ahead and select JPEG and just drop it on there and it automatically shows up. So again, go ahead and what is your, how are you, how are things going today on a scale of one to 10? One is really great rubber ducky and nine is kind of sad rubber ducky. So I can go ahead and take a quick assessment of my class from one to nine. How are you doing today? All right, so we're seeing Joanne's, Joanne's great today and we're seeing some uh, answers come in, which is great. So really fast, easy. Christine's at a seven, that's great. So this is a very fast, easy assessment tool. I'm gonna go ahead and erase that, all the whiteboards again, and then we're gonna get started. And then I'm gonna try another one. So I'm just gonna go back and I'm going to add another slide here. Now you can do this with advanced students, uh, to be to totally honest with you. I just download, downloaded this question from Google. Uh, I don't know the answer. But you can see that whatever slide that you want to make, let's see what my answer is. I'm going to go ahead and clear it, uh, all the whiteboards, and let's see who has the answer to this slide. What happened in Western Europe after the fall of the Roman Empire was similar to what occurred in A, B, C, D, or E. So really fast, really quick assessment. I go to my class. I can take a look and see. I've got some answers already coming in. Uh, some of my kids, I'm sure, are jumping on Google and trying to find out the answer. I don't know the answer, but again, this is simple, down to earth, get it where they can see it uh, tool, right? So uh, let me try another one here. I'm gonna clear the whiteboard, very simple. I'm just gonna show you um, uh, another one here. You can annotate if you needed help. I'm just gonna rush through this really quick and then we'll do some other answers. So if I needed to really point out a certain area that people were not paying attention to, I'm gonna go ahead and clear that. You can kind of see uh, where this is leading. If I just have a folder on my desktop, I can sit there and just add uh, JPEGs. Everybody write in Spanish, what is this item? Uh, that kind of question, very simple formative assessment as you go, or my favorite, is you barely can pull yourself out of the morning. You barely are at school just in time or, and so now just W, true or false. And you've got a list of questions or you can make up the questions or you can do this. This is nice. I'm gonna go ahead and clear the board and we're gonna ask some questions so you get a sense of how this works. All right, I'm gonna clear all the whiteboards and I'm gonna ask some questions here, all right? For you googly people, question number one. True or false? Google was originally named Backrub. True or false? I'll give you five seconds. Four, three, two, one. That is true. Backrub is the original name of Google. I like this because I can't actually create anything. I'm going to clear those whiteboards one more time. True or false? Google's first Google was a question mark. True or false? So Scott, um, I know I didn't explain this earlier, sorry, but there's a 10 second delay on YouTube. So you have to wait a little bit longer. Okay, thank you, all right. So that is false. Burning Man stick figure was Google's first uh, Doodle, 
Burning Man stick figure. All right. Excellent. I'm going to do two more. we got two more chances here, and I'll give you a little more time. I'm going to go ahead and clear those whiteboards. Again, if I wanted to hide the names, I could, but I'm, the idea is just make it as simple as possible. Gmail was launched on April Fool's Day, 2004. April Fool's Day in 2004. True or false? All right. I like somebody's got the, um, not quite sure. All right, true or false? Any more questions, true or false? I mean, uh, answer uh, responses? All right, true or false? All right, great. True, Google unveiled Gmail April 1st, 2004 in a wackily worded announcement that was widely misconstrued or as a hoax. So they did that one last question to redeem yourself and then I am out. I'm gonna go ahead and clear those boards one more time. Last question for all our googly Google people. Google, true or false? Google negotiated its acquisition of YouTube at IHOP over mozzarella sticks. Google negotiated its acquisition of YouTube at IHOP over mozzarella sticks. Let's see. All right. I'm getting a, a lot of people are pretty sure. All right. I love it. I love it. I am going to say, wah, wah. I made a little trick there. It was Denny's. It was a Denny's. Um, they didn't want to meet in the office. So co-founder Stephen Chen said, where's a place that none of us would go? And they ended up at the Denny's in Palo Alto. All right. Simple, simple and ready to end the class. Very simple. You just close the room. You could save the whiteboards if you want to, but closing the room, it's done. You don't have to worry about kids coming back in and then open a new room if you want to do it again. All right. If there's any questions, let me know. If not, that's whiteboard.fi. I'm up. Hello, everybody. My name is Christine Blonsky. I am a brand new member of um, GEG Nevada, and I'm also a newly minted level one Google educator, which I am very excited about. Following off in Scott's footsteps here, I'm going to be sharing a also simple tool. Um, that actually started as a tech support tool for the company Screencastify. So many of you may have heard or already used Screencastify in the past while we were um, at home teaching during this COVID-19 stage in our lives. Um, but in May, Screencastify came out with a new tool called Screencastify Submit. Um, it is still currently in its beta version, but it is going to be leaving the beta version very soon and becoming a tool for teachers to use this coming fall. Um, as I said, Scott had mentioned that his tool is pretty simple. Screencastify also keeps it pretty simple when it comes to the submit program. So many of you have probably used something called Flipgrid 
um, to get your students to do some sort of response or discourse within the classroom. Screencastify Submit is another tool for that, but it doesn't have all of the bells and whistles. So what I'm gonna be showing you today is how to simply make a quick assignment using Screencastify Submit. Um, you're going to see how it's a little bit different from Flipgrid, and you're also gonna see how this company is keeping it simple. Um, one thing that is different about Screencastify Submit than Screencastify is that it is not an extension. Screencastify Submit is actually an app. Um, so when students are responding to a question that you have maybe on text that you're discussing, discussing or a question that you gave them to have some discourse with, with they do not need um, a login. They can simply click the link, record their message, saves automatically to Google Drive, and I'll be going over some of those benefits um, after I show you um, little live tool here. So if Pilar, if you could go ahead and share my screen. So when you go into screen Castify Submit, um, you are going to see just this basic screen where it says my assignments and then there's this blue button that says new assignments. When you're ready to have your students submit or do some sort of response, uh, you're gonna click new assignment and what happens is a box pops up. Now I already started one to kind of get ready for this presentation today. I want my students to respond to a text. And you're gonna see down here below, I also did another one um, at the end of the school year where I had my students submit a goodbye video message. Um, it was a way for them to say goodbye to their classmates. And that was my first time using Screencastify Submit and it was a, it was a good experience. So I wanna continue using it this year. So you will click a new assignment and when you do that, a, bo a box will pop up and it will say if you want to use the webcam only or if you want your students to show something on the screen. So you're going to select one of those two. I'm gonna select webcam only because I wanna see my students' faces for this particular activity. You will name your assignment. I've already named my assignment here, text discussion. So we, whatever book we are talking about, I want them to respond and tell me their thinking. And then down below here, you will type the instructions for them. Um, I did speak with Henry Mann. He is a product manager for Screencastify. And he told me that also this fall, they're going to be releasing um, a way to insert video so that if you have younger students or students with special needs, you will be able to have those instructions read aloud to them so that they don't have to read those themselves. So after you get all of that set up, you'll click next. Um, here's where you configure some of your settings, the assignment access, anyone with the link or anyone in your organization or your choices there. Video privacy, uh, students cannot view any videos, students can only view their own video, or students can view all the videos, and that may be something you want to choose if you want them to respond to each other. For email notifications, that's for you. Do you want to get an email every time someone submits a video, or do you wanna just come back and check your assignments on your own? When you're done with that, you will click save, and then you will copy the link. So if you look down here, there's a blue link here. When you copy that link, you can simply paste that into Canvas, you can paste it into Google Classroom, um, any other LMS you know, systems that you use will work with Screencastify Submit since it's a simple link. And the students will just click that link, it will take them to the page and simply press record and record themselves. Pilar, can you go ahead and switch me to the next slide?
So some of the benefits of Screencastify Submit um, are its simplicity. There aren't a lot of bells and whistles. So there aren't emoji faces to put over. There aren't whiteboards or blackboards and there's, there's not a lot of tools to use. So if you're looking for something simple, this is your go-to. Students do not need an account or to download an extension to use this tool. Um, it can be shared immediately to the Google Classroom once you create that assignment. You can copy the link, as I said, into Canvas, Schoology, Brightspace, whatever LMS you are using. Um, it's four easy steps for students. So when they click that link, they read the directions, they press record, they press stop. If they like their video, they can press, click submit or they can choose to re-record it if they didn't like how it turned out. The videos are automatically saved to Google Drive. Um, it creates a Screencastify Submit folder in the teacher's Google Drive, so they immediately go to that spot, and it also saves it in the student's Google Drive as well. And students can access their video in the Shared With Me section of their own Google Drive. Down below there at the bottom is the website for this wonderful app. Thank you all for listening today. If Pilar, would you would go to the next screen, just a reminder for all of you, um, if you want a chance to win that $25 Amazon gift card or receive one of those awesome GEG Nevada stickers, please visit that bit.ly address that you see on your screen right now. On to you, Kyle. Awesome. Thanks, Christine. So um, I'm so happy to be here. This is really exciting that this launch is happening. And um, I see Dana is... Uh, prepared for my presentation because why, why, actually, a beer? why would you have a beer? So let's talk a little bit about that. So I have a bunch of resources that I would like to share with you on a lot of different things, especially Google tools. So first one I want to talk about is my blog, AndersonEdTech.net. And this is something that I've been writing now for almost five years. And it's, it's a little bit education. It's a little bit my life. And it's a lot of fun to write is what it is. So the, I've got, I got posts that are dedicated just to specific tools. I've got uh, posts that are dedicated to experiences in the classroom using technology. I get snarky with politics and pop culture a little bit every now and then with that too. So, uh, so that's my blog, AndersonEdTech.net. I also took my love of writing and I actually wrote a book that got published right when COVID-19 hit. So on March 7th, my book came out and then everything just went downhill from there uh, with COVID-19. So, but I wrote a book called To the Edge Successes and Failures Through Risk-Taking. And what this book is about is I basically took a deep dive look at my life and different times I have taken risks, whether it was for my career, it was for my life, it was trying a new tool in the classroom, it was switching positions uh, and going to a new school. It was packing up everything that I knew and leaving Las Vegas and moving to Northern Nevada and working up North for a couple of years before I came back to Las Vegas. So, but the whole idea behind that book was for me to look at those risks, to analyze the good and the bad that came out of them. And then hopefully somebody reads that and they are inspired to start taking risks themselves. So the book's available on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. I know on Amazon, it is on sale right now for only $13. So if you go and get that, that would be awesome. So um, Barnes & Noble, I think it's 20 bucks. So you might want to go to Amazon if you want to pick a copy of that up. And if you happen to catch me somewhere in person, whenever that may be, I'll even sign it for you if you happen to pick one up. So now the reason Dana shows up with beer, though, is the podcast that I host, co-host, 
and that is the Beer EDU podcast. Thank you, Dana. <laughs> uh, my buddy Ben Dixon and I, uh, Ben is a, a principal of an elementary school in Reno. He and I had been talking about doing a podcast for a while. This was a couple of years ago, and we really couldn't nail down a format and how we really wanted to do it. We knew we wanted to do something with education, but we just couldn't nail it down. And then one day, just the idea sprung in my head. He and I are both beer aficionados. We love our jobs. And we we always used to joke around that you would go to the bar on a Friday after a long week of work, and everybody always says, we're not going to talk about work. But what do you end up doing? You and all your coworkers, you do nothing but talk about work. So we decided to basically turn it into a podcast. So what we do, Ben and I come on. We have beers. We geek out about them. We are almost 80 episodes deep, and we've only repeated the same beer twice on the show. We like to try different things. We have great guests that come on to talk about education, about tools, about what they're passionate about. It's just it's amazing just learning from the people that we've had on. And then at the end of the show, we always do a little segment called Learn About Beer, where we take a, an aspect of beer culture, beer terminology, styles of beer. We do a little research, and we share it with our audience, and we just we have a lot of fun with that show. So uh, there is a website for that, beeredupodcast.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, we're always looking for guests to come on and talk about what they're passionate about, so you can sign up on our website. Another podcast that I co-host is the Sons of Technology podcast with my friend Joe Marquez. He is an educator out of the Central Valley of California. And Sons of Technology is a brand that he came up with years ago for his website where the Sons of Anarchy, the TV show, I've never seen an episode, but um, he wanted to go kind of off that theme. And the whole idea behind his show or his brand is to take risks, try something new, uh, not conform to the status quo, things of that nature. And he and I were planning out a presentation for an event that we were presenting at. And that presentation turned into the podcast by the Sons of Technology, where we come together, we bring other people on the show to really talk about bucking the status quo and uh, trying new things in the classroom and really just being renegades about our teaching. So uh, that's another one that I do. And then my last podcast, this one is brand new. So if you are a teacher in the state of Nevada, anybody can listen, but especially if you're in the state of Nevada, you need to check out the Battleborn Digital Learning Podcast. This one is a collaboration with the Nevada Department of Education. I was privileged enough to be selected as one of the new Nevada Digital Learning Engineers, a program run through the State Department of Education where Teachers, educators from throughout the state of Nevada are coming together to produce things to help people learn more about digital learning and apply it in their classrooms. And when we're going through what we wanted to do, we we talked about being put into these teams. And I was on put onto the marketing team for it. And the idea was we need to be able to market the Nevada Digital Learning Collaborative. How can we do that? I raised my hand and said, I'll do a podcast. So Maggie Cox, she's another great educator in Las Vegas. She's my partner on that. And we're going to be shadow or excuse me, highlighting some of the great things going on around the state of Nevada and some of the tools and how people are using them in classrooms around the state. We've got two episodes right now. We just got a little intro one. Maggie and I introduces the show. And then our most recent one that came out today is with Cindy Chang and Janie Malorney, who are two of the 
uh, people that work for the State Department of Ed that uh, put together the NVDLC. And I will say that right before this came on, the uh, relaunch here, I had got done recording with State Superintendent Joan Ebert for our next episode that's going to come out in a couple of weeks. So it's going to be – it was a great episode to record. It was a lot of fun. Jo uh, Miss Ebert is absolutely amazing. So, um, But all three of those shows can be found wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, wherever you listen to those at. Um, I don't have stickers for Battleborn Digital Learning just yet, but – Again, if we happen to cross paths, I got stickers for my blog, for both of the other podcasts. I got stickers for the book. So I got all sorts of goodies if you happen to uh, uh, check those out. And then uh, one last thing before I turn it over to our next great person that's going to speak, the Nevada Digital Learning Collaborative. We do have a website, nvdigitallearning.org, and you can find all sorts of great resources that the NVDLC is putting together. So once again, thank you. I appreciate having the chance to share these resources, and I'm going to turn it over to our next guest that's going to speak. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. So I think that we should make this a habit. We should bring beers on all the time. I agree. Let's. Well, compile to everybody, I'm drinking a, a Japanese beer, and I'm going to talk about our monthly meetings. So um, it will be the third Tuesday of the month from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. It's going to be only one hour. You can drink, whatever. <laughs> and uh, our first meeting is, if you're a school, don't drink, but <laughs> our first meeting will be on the 18th, Tuesday the 18th of this month. And we would love to see you all, so please join us. And it's going to be virtually on Google Meet. You will be able to find the link on our website. And who is invited is you and your coworkers because we want to get to know each other and we want to share, inspire, and empower. Because, Dana, we, we are, are better, better together. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Thank All right, you. we're going to bring on Robin and Joanne. They are the experts behind our website. And Pilar, you can put on the next slide, and we're going to slide out of the screen. Did somebody say website? Absolutely. <laughs> Had to bring it out. It's about time. Yes, no GEG would be complete without it. Right, Joanne? Yes, agree. I'm Robin Pence. I work at the Appleson Educational Campus here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm the coordinator of educational technology. We have had the great pleasure of putting this together so that you can come and find us, join us, do all the things that we hope that you will do, support you, whatever it might be. Uh, if I could, just come on over to my screen for a second. And if you haven't already captured that QR code on the link. Don't worry, we'll bring that back for you. Right here, we have our front page, our home, where you can choose to join GEG Nevada. There is a link right here on the site. All you have to do is click it, and it will take you to where you can join the GEG Nevada group. And boy, let me tell you, there's all sorts of things going on. We want to make sure you're getting in there and you're being a part of things as well as we're getting our communication out to you. 
In addition, Robert, I want to mention there real quick in that GH Kinetic group, you guys make sure you ask questions. I know a lot of times, especially when you're new to Google, you're like, oh, I don't want to ask that question. It's embarrassing. Everybody probably already knows. No, I guarantee you there are so many people who probably want to know that same thing. So don't be afraid to ask those questions. And even those of us who've been using Google for a long time, sometimes when I get asked those questions, I'm like, oh man, I forgot about how awesome that Google tool is. So don't be afraid to get in there and ask for help and share. Exactly. And you can see that some of our members are already doing that and trying to find out more about the level one, level two. Also, just introduce yourself. Help yes. us get to know you. So going back over here, you'll notice that there are some other areas that you can uh, check in with us on. We do have a Facebook group. There is a Twitter uh, handle that you can find us all at, as well as YouTube live tonight, of course. But there are so many ways to connect with us. And you'll notice that there are a few other things here on this website. So we're going to go on over to events. That's what Mimi was talking a little bit about. You'll see that our monthly meeting is here and all you have to do to register is click on in and you'll notice that here we are. We were trying to help you find your way in here tonight as well. We try to make sure that there's also a calendar here. See where we are tonight. See what's coming up. We'll try to keep you informed as best as possible this way. Joanne? All right, go ahead and go to our next tab, meet the team. So this is some of our GEG leaders. You can see we have quite a few of us, so you have a lot of people you can reach out to. We have some in Southern Cal, I mean, whoops, Southern Nevada. I went to California for a minute. And Northern Nevada. So definitely reach out to any of us. But this next page is my favorite page, the Nevada Google Educators page. We do not have enough photos on this page yet. So you can see um, our Google Education trainers and innovators are at the top. Some of us have both. Some of us are innovators working on the other one as well. I'd love to see a lot more people get in those top two categories for sure. Google education trainers. I know we probably have more in Las Vegas, so definitely you're gonna share your pictures with us. Um, the more we can have, the more we share together and learn. And then our Google for Education certified level one and two. When you get those certifications, or there's probably some of you on here right now who have those certifications, Come up to the very top of this page and you'll see the form there. Fill that form out, get us, send us your picture, your information so we can celebrate with you and brag about all the Google educators that we have here in Nevada. Awesome, awesome stuff going on. Don't forget, if you wanna get in touch with any of us, all you have to do is click on, Joanne, I'm gonna use you. As an example, here we go. We're gonna click on her name and you'll notice that it's gonna give you a little bit more information about her. And each of us has our Gmail as well as Twitter and ways to get a hold of us. We look forward to having you in yes. as often as we possibly can. So I know there's something else up next. Okay, so I'm gonna keep you guys in for a second. We're gonna go back. We haven't looked at the Jamboard yet. We are oh. running a little late, so we're not gonna take too much time on the Jamboard, but I wanna see it. So, ooh, oh. I was looking ahead, sorry, I was cheating. Yes, you were. So we can <laughs> see both of the people are from Nevada, which is as you'd think, but let's see, who's the furthest? We have a New Jersey, we have a Louisiana. What else we got here? Illinois. Mm -hmm. 
We have Stuart. I know, I know watching. Stuart's from the UK. Three a.m. in the morning. He's oh here. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And I was looking at these tools. We have Jamboard and Nearpod and Flipgrid. Hey, somebody answer in the chat. G Global GEG. Have we done a Nearpod session yet? I don't think we have. We've done Pear Deck, but not Nearpod. I see Padlet. I see Screencastify, we video. Oh, I love Edpuzzle. Oh yeah, these are some great ideas. And then we go to the next page and it's Flipgrid, Nearpod, WeVideo, Adobe Spark. And in Clark County, we all have Adobe Spark accounts. So that's fantastic. All right, so we're gonna keep rolling, but uh, please save that Jamboard and use it as a resource. We're gonna use it as a resource to plan what you guys want for the next meetings coming up, our monthly meetings. Um, so our next slide, ooh, we gotta bring Christine on. Cause guess what our next slide is? So Christina's going to spin the wheel. So are you ready for me to share your, your screen? Oh, oh, it's all, is it going to go? All right, our next slide is picking these winners for these Amazon cards. Maybe it'll go on fuzzy when it stops. Still, Mary, you'll just have to. Are we ready? Who is it gonna be? All right, yeah, I'll read it. I'm waiting. Okay. First winner is Remember post Bonnie Chalette. Bonnie. 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 You're still here, right? Oh. Bonnie, shout us out on YouTube. Are you there? Oh, if Bonnie's not here, if she left, he's gonna be doing another one. I'm doing <laughs> Bonnie, are you here? Say something, Bonnie. Go in one. On, Bonnie. <laughs> oh, is she good? Okay. Well, let's go ahead and spin the next one. Hopefully, somebody can go get her and get her back on here so she can win. So, let's spin the next one as long as she gets back on. TikTok Bonnie, who's going to be next? I hope you're on. <laughs> Did somebody go over to Twitter and put in the we chat? We back on. In Inez. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's a little blurry. I can't see it. You have to help me. Dana, you can't be Bonnie. Ernie, Heather, you can't be Bonnie. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Christine, can you type that First in the chat? <laughs> I can't see it. She's here! Type the winners in the chat. Make sure to highlight that name so when I send it, I know where it goes. I don't think Bonnie's here, you guys. Should we spin again? Yep. I think so. Oh. 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 We have so oh, many Bonnie Warnickies. Melissa! Innovators! Woo! Is she still here? Let's see. Is she still here? Let's see. She's got it. Say hi in the chat. Yay! Yay! 
I'll have to buy Bonnie a, a cup of coffee later or something. Congratulations. But then she left. All right, so I will highlight those names and we will get those cards out. And what else do we have? Oh, we're just closing up. Keep on our next slide, please. Someone's dog. Okay, so again, <laughs> these are all the ways to get a hold of us. Stacy, would you put the bit.ly for the slide deck in the chat for me, please? And then we're going to go ahead and dish the screen and bring everybody that's still on back on. So, oh, that was fun, you guys. Our launch is coming to an end. Do you do you feel relaunched? This was yes, fun. absolutely. Thank you, thank you, managers. Thanks everybody for coming. Thanks, thank you. Oh, Kyle too. So here's beer to Kyle. Where he has um another digital engineers podcast that came out yesterday. So we definitely need to watch that. Thanks again for coming. We'll see you guys at the monthly meeting. Uh, Mimi, what's the date of the monthly meeting? August 18th from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Excellent. Here's to everyone. Pilar, you can take us out. Cheers. Woo. Cheers.